0: guys welcome back to the marketing out podcast it's your boy cordell aka smoke and i'm kicking the show off today for the first time you know and i think that i'm gonna start doing this more often because man your boy is lit and looking handsome on camera like come on it's
1: it's our new life are y'all not
0: seeing this like for the ones who ain't seen this look at your boy oh and uh, i got two other co-stars here with me too what's your names yeah hey uh this is dean walker
2: the the reaps to your reaper the okay, Neil. Who, okay,
0: uh, who else we got here? I'm just saying. Yeah,
2: we got Neil Pretty Boy Thomas here. As always, me, the shining star of the Marking Out Network podcast. Oh, the
0: oldest right? star. The what? Huh? What'd you say? Nothing. Let's get on the going with star? the show. Yeah, the, I like, said the we, coolest we are, star. The show's right now. We are getting on with the show right now. almost burn out. I said the coolest star. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys want to care to explain why we're doing this over Zoom today?
2: No, WWE World Heavyweight Championship. AJ Styles versus Seth freaking Rollins at night of champions. But we're going to get up to that point. What do you guys think about this whole title picture? What do you think about everything that's going on right at this moment? And we're going to talk about the details, the intricacies, the nuances of the title picture. But what do you guys think about the overall perception of it right now? I think it's okay, just okay.
1: <laughs> um, no, I, I, yeah, like, I let you finish. I like that Rollins is making his way up. Do you think he's actually gonna grab it though, or do you think they're gonna grab it from him again before he can? I said grab too much. Just, just say your fucking point. <laughs> that's
0: my fault. Look, that's it. I'm actually interested in it. Um, uh, I think that um that they needed to bring something in to kind of freshen up WWE WWE has been very stale as of late and I think and as much as I hate to say this as much as I really hate to say this Roman is the cause of it Roman and this you know bloodline storyline and him continuing to be champ it's making it's making the platform very stale and I think that they needed to do a tournament like this and introduce a new belt like this to keep things going but um so far, I've been liking it. I don't care for the belt design, but so far, I've been liking it.
2: Don't you guys find it a, a bit of a problem that the SmackDown stars were actually going for a Raw title?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that that uh, that actually brings me li- back to- can we can we you can't gloss over that fact. You're not letting me speak my fact. You can't gloss <laughs> over it. I'm just uh, saying no, you can't I, gloss
2: over it. Are yeah, you glossing I, I, over it? Is a hey, a hey, Dean? Are you glossing over that fact? I hate it.
1: Why do you hate it? It makes no sense because Triple H, right? He was like, look at this brand new championship. This beautiful championship belt, Neil. Yeah. Beautiful belt. Um, Why are you leaning over? It's the, where the microphone is. Oh, right? wow. I'm not trying to get close, oh, right? Okay. Look, I, mean, I mean, if you want to get close. No, you're just really over here in my space. But anywho, so no, he was like, look at this brand Anywho-zles. new belt. Right? <laughs> and then he was like, we need something on Raw. We need some we need a champion on Raw. We need a, a working man's belt, right? And then and he was like, all right, SmackDown, go ahead and fight for it. How the fuck does that make any sense whatsoever? I don't get it. Um I'm thinking, you know, I I think obviously Rollins is gonna be AJ, right? Yeah. Are we all on the same page about that? Mm-hmm. I can agree. So hopefully that's the case. Cause if AJ wins, I mean, where imagine, just imagine. You have Roman Reigns, both championships on SmackDown, and then the World
2: Championship also on SmackDown with AJ. What the fuck? (laughs) No, AJ. So, okay, so everybody was saying, so the whole draft is rendered pointless, right? Because This is what I was saying last time. We already had SmackDown competitors, SmackDown-drafted superstars compete for a Raw-exclusive World Heavyweight Championship. Is that not a fact? That's a fact. fact. Now, if AJ Styles somehow ends up winning this, not only do you have a drafted SmackDown star going to, apparently he would get traded, he would go to Monday Night Raw. Is that what we're going to do here? So he would be a SmackDown drafted star going to Monday Night Raw and then rendering the draft useless because now, not only does that belt situation is completely absurd, SmackDown has their champion on Monday Night Raw and Rhea Ripley, and then you have Bianca Belair, the Raw women's champ, on SmackDown. So this whole Smack uh, World Championships is getting convoluted, and it's it's really fucking confusing. But going back to the World Heavyweight Championship, the draft has been rendered pointless. Now, hopefully Seth Rollins can win this and then just completely be done with all this bullshit because then it's going to be way too confusing. But I just don't understand why having SmackDown superstars Compete for a Raw title when Triple H said himself it was Raw exclusive. Now why don't they have a tournament to crown a number one contendership for Roman Reigns on SmackDown? How come they haven't done that yet? They put Roman Reigns in a tag on SmackDown tonight against Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. Do you really want to see Roman Reigns collect another fucking belt that tag team titles now? I
0: don't. No, no, I no, don't. No. No, and I don't want to see Sami Zayn. I don't want to see Sami Zayn in the picture anymore either. I'm kind of over that. Hmm. Why do you say that? Uh, because <laughs> I'm just over it. You just over Sami Zayn and KO. Um, yeah, with yeah. Sami Zayn, I'm over Sami Zayn and KO mixed with Roman. I'm over it. I want to see something new. as you told me out your own mouth, we are past that stage of Sami Zayn doing anything else with the bloodline. He did what he needed to do with um. With the Usos, great. You had your WrestleMania moment, perfect. But that's it. That's it's gone. It's done. It's a wrap. I don't want to see anything else with that. In my opinion, I, I I'm ready to see something new.
2: I don't want to see that either. But I think what Roman did in his promo tonight with the Usos, he basically said, "You guys couldn't get the job done. You couldn't stay champions. And so Uh-oh. I'm gonna have to clean up your mess. Yeah. I'm gonna have to come in. I'm gonna be the tribal chief. I'm gonna be the leader." And I'm gonna do what you guys couldn't do. And I think that's what he was trying to get at. He's establishing himself as the alpha male, as the dominant one. That's exactly what he's doing without a without a doubt. And if you notice Solo, the entire time in the promo on SmackDown didn't say a word. He barely was even looking over at Roman and the Usos of the entire time. And so Roman never say nothing. He never says nothing. Mm-mm. Solo is the new right hand man of Roman Reigns. I I find
0: that I find I find that um very odd though too because solo uh, you know I'm I'm a personal personal things aside of the the person and then the character I'm not a fan of the character of Solo I've I've never have been I don't feel like he has a body of work yet to be anybody's right hand man I'm like he hasn't done anything in my opinion How can your right hand man be your right hand man and he ain't won no titles?
2: He's the street champ. Oh, he's is he? A, yeah, that's what his tights say. That's what he's his tights the street champ.
0: Say? I understand. Well, we talked. To, I know. I unfortunately, that that's not on his resume as a champ, a fighting champion. We, we talked about this before. That Solo
2: Sokoa was the street champ, and he was trying to build up his resume in that's NXT. That's cute, but well, no, but he's not he a never, champ. He, he never he never got to that point because they called him
0: up really fucking quick. Great, but you can't be anybody's right-hand man and then you're standing in a room full of you're standing in a ring full of champions and you're not even one of them. Who can you you can't say shit to me. So I mean, did you like Umaga? I liked Umaga. I thought Umaga got stale after a while, no disrespect, lord rest his soul, but I thought he got stale after a while. Yeah. I thought he became more gimmicky. Like when you Mm -hmm. wanted someone big to come to the ring and do some damage, you just called Umaga. And uh, Rakishi didn't have that for me. Rakishi was actually kind of more entertaining because he spoke more and he was kind of funny. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Would you like
1: Solo if he had someone to talk for him, kind of like how Umaga? No, Solo can talk. What was it? Armando Estrada, right? Yeah,
0: Solo can talk. Solo can talk just fine. Yeah. Solo needs to talk. Solo can talk.
1: And the reason Umaga didn't talk is because he was supposed to be like this.
2: Uh, wild, a, a
0: wild beast from. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't think that's Solo's gimmick, though. I think Solo's not going to say much, but when he does speak, it's like you're going to listen. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. guys who say few words. I can I mean, see Solo as world champion.
0: Not I can right now, I can't can too. Not right yeah. now. I think he got, once he gets the bare feet thing out the way. That's never going to happen. That's not going to happen. Um, and once he gets that gone and, and stuff like that, he. He has to come into his
2: own. I, I think he's going to stay the way he is. I don't think there's going to be any improvement. The only improvement I can see is probably going to be him when it comes to his character work. But his in-ring work is going to stay the same. I'm not he's not going to change. Work.
0: I'm talking about his character.
2: Yeah, his character work is going to eventually evolve maybe a little bit more, and he's going to talk more. Shit, yeah. man, guys who didn't talk much, Orange Cassidy and AEW, he didn't talk much, but he eventually was spitting out more lines and lines he's actually he says very minimal but what he does talk is very funny he's a funny character but solo sokoa he's, he's all business he's all he's 100 percent serious yeah now i want to ask you guys this too now roman reigns and solo sokoa are going to go after the undisputed tag team titles of the world at night of champions roman reigns is like usos you had your shot you had it twice and you failed me and Solo, my new boy, my new right-hand man, we're going to go down. We're going to go to Night of Champions. We're going to go to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and mm-hmm. we're going to take those undisputed tag team titles of the world. Now, it rubs Jimmy and Jay the wrong way. They're like, what the fuck, Roman? I thought you are going to give us a title shot, even though I don't know how Roman can make matches. Obviously, Adam Pearce, let's make it official. He's cool with that decision. Do you guys actually see Roman and Solo winning the Undisputed Tag Team titles? Or you think it's more of a a distraction or this is like not the main storyline kind of shit, but it's more of like the side mission kind of stuff. And this is going to be more of develop a rift between Roman and Solo and Jimmy and Jay. What do you guys think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely like... Uh... A distraction. I think it's gonna carry some sort of story. It could be what you said. It could be some sort of like problem they may have. Uh cause some sort of tension. You know, uh whether the, I don't think, you know, a whole breakup, but at least some tension. Uh they're definitely not gonna win the titles. It's too much. I, I if they did, I think it would almost be laughable at that point to to have that many belts on Roman men. Like it'd be it'd just be a joke. Um yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking that you're probably right. You know, just a little
2: tension. Okay, smoke. What say you, brother?
0: I can see it. I don't want to see it, but I can see it. I can see WWE pulling that shit out their ass to make him a champion like that with Solo, and then that could put you know a uh, shoe in my mouth when that just say Solo has no championships, no body of work. They might easily do that and make him a champion, you know, because he's yeah. not ready to have a solo title yet. They might just pull some shit like that and just to make us even more mad and have him as a tag team champ with um with Solo. And then that would also in turn make the Usos mad and make them feel some kind of way. And that would honestly, that would cause more friction, uh, more harm than good, to be honest with you. Oh, on, all, a doubt. on all on all counts, meaning fans, uh, backroom, uh, backroom um, talent. And storyline wise, the Usos could be really upset. But and if that's the case, I'd be here for it because I like a little controversy. Mm-hmm.
2: Because Sami Zayn was saying the whole time, "Oh, there's a there's a rift, there's a crack in the bloodline." He's been saying it for six months,
0: and we haven't seen it if, yet. If the crack ain't spread in six months, it ain't no crack. <laughs> there's if a
2: the crack cr- in the bloodline, guys. If, if, if we, we say that back sp- in like January,
0: <laughs> grow up. If the crack ain't spread in six months, Wrong. it ain't no crack. You said it like four times. You're gonna change any <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys ever seen that movie Mean Girls where he's like, say crack again?
2: She said crack. Yes. <laughs> but going back to what it was saying, smoke cracks in the bloodline, it hasn't happened yet. Roman and solo, I don't think they're gonna win the tag team titles at night of champions. It does it make for interesting storyline. If they do, of course it does, because it throws that shit right in Jimmy and in Jay's face, you'll be like here, motherfuckers, you couldn't win the tag titles back. I had to come in and swoop in and win another fucking belt.
0: And oh, which is funny th- because that's how he retained his.
2: Yeah, and it's funny. The whole ironic part of all this, who keeps these belts on Roman? It's Solo and Jimmy and Jay. After yep. all this, after all this, if you think about it, during the promo, Roman's running uh, Jimmy and Jay down. He's like you guys are losers. You ain't got no championships anymore. You know, I'm going to be the tribal chief. I'm going to be the head of the table. I'm going to be the man and show you I would how have, it's done.
0: I would and have, then I would have the just ir- and the ironic the frenzy part is, and been like, "Well, how did you keep yours?"
2: Exactly. Jimmy and Jay, they didn't call him out on it. They did like, "The reason you had the reason Paul Heyman is carrying those titles is because of us, dude. If it wasn't for us, you would have lost those motherfuckers like 8 times by now." Yeah. So what are, what are you talking I mean. about? Like, you're the the reason, you're the the tribal chief. You're only the tribal chief because we make you the tribal chief. Mm-hmm. If Roman didn't have his little boys around him, he wouldn't be shit. He would have lost mm-hmm. th- this this thousand day reign. Wouldn't exist this potential fourteen hundred day reign. God, God, I'm praying to God it doesn't happen. But up till next September, if Roman goes solo, no pun intended. If Roman goes solo and he Disenfranchises, Jimmy and Jay, all of them, he's not gonna get to a 1400 days. He's gonna be completely gone. Yeah. He's, he's gonna be done. And he can't do that with anybody. The only guy that's gonna stick around is Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman's not gonna help him win matches.
1: So well, I mean, you know what they say, man. Like Roman Reigns, he's the head of the table, right? But he can't be the head of the table if there's no no table. You know, and the Usos, man. They're going to steal so the legs. Wait, 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 wait! to steal chair. the table? No, they're the legs. They're they're part they're of the, the legs. legs to hold the table up. You so know what I'm saying
2: Roman is the head
1: of the they, table. They help there,
0: polish the table. There, there, there they, was they fin- a point there. The there was a point there that he that <laughs> he just didn't quite hit. You yeah, know, you know. But right.
1: and then you know, Solo could be the chair. You know, they all make up the table. He's the head of it, but they're they're all.
2: Oh no, 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 no! You know, Paul the Heyman. You know what Paul Heyman is? Oh, you know those little, like, sliders that you put on the table so they don't, like, so when you move the table, exactly. you, you slide yeah. it? Yeah. That's what Paul Heyman is, smoke. You know what I'm talking about? Those little, like, the little, little black. circle like, things? Yeah, those, like, felt mm-hmm. things? Yeah. That's Paul Heyman. You, that's yeah. Paul Heyman. He's under the, the, he's that felt part that you just are slide. You saying he's,
0: are you saying he's keeping them moving? Yes. In a, in w- a very w- clean manner. Yes. He's, no keeping squeak. On, he's keeping them on track. You don't want no squeak. Oh, he's yeah. keeping Roman on track.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's keeping the head of the table, which is Roman. And then Paul Heyman is the sliders that you put on the legs, which are Jimmy and Jay, and then Solo. And then at one point, it was Sammy. But, yeah, Paul Heyman's
0: is those
1: sliders. But, Neil, who are the cushions on the chairs? That's a very important part that nobody thinks about because you want to be comfortable while you're eating. You need to be comfortable while you're eating. So, so who would the cushions be, you know? Um, that's a good question. <laughs>
2: Wait,
1: what was that? I No, I saw something, um, you know, but
2: I was going anyway. to say something else, but I was like, no, nah, I probably not, shouldn't say that because it'd probably be offensive. And I was like, nah, let me, mm. let me not say that because I don't want to offend anybody. You can always edit it out, but I can always, I feel like I need to say it just to get off my chest. Cause if I don't say stuff and I hold it in, you know, I feel like I'm gonna get chest pains and may have a heart attack.
1: It's gonna feel like a cold. You don't want that. Yeah, it's
2: like it builds up, like right, right here in this area. It's like, a respiratory infection it, right there. I don't I don't, I don't want to say it, but I feel
1: like I need to. Upper, upper respiratory bronchitis. No, but I'm not gonna say it. I'm you don't want bronchitis, man. I've if, had bronchitis before. Shut the
0: fuck up. So you wasted our time <laughs> telling us you were gonna say I something did. that you decided not to say. Yep, right. I did. Man, fuck you. <laughs> Why do I look so big compared to you? <sighs> Are you saying more back than me? Um, I mean, I could – I mean, I have a better posture than you if you want to go there, but no,
2: – No, you do, Smoke, you do.
0: He, I have right, a better posture right. than you. He, I, you I, can I, tell I, who the I, gentleman I, I, is and who the yeah, – well, Jeff kind of slouches.
2: Like, yeah, I'm yeah, a little bit of a sloucher. Slouch, you know? yeah, it's, it's my principal. Right. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, you won't raise right – like, <laughs> 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 You're just hanging on the
0: <laughs> – All right. So hey Jeff, what
2: are you doing with your hair? What, what are you doing something different with that? What is that? What's going on there? No,
1: I had a hat on today, and okay. it's, it's just all fucked up.
2: There's no help in it at all. I'm I'm try, I've
1: been trying to fuck with it this whole time. So because, you kind of got
2: like a medium thing going. It's not really cut, but it's not long. I don't know what you're trying to do with it. It's in between right now. Yeah, it's it's that in between where you like you need a haircut. Yeah,
1: it's supposed to be more fluffy in the top. You know. Everything's really fucked up right now. The, Why I mean,
0: don't you color it like you've been saying? Well, you know.
2: For two fucking years, you've been on coloring your hair and you haven't done it yet. You know what he's going to do? I he, want to do that space. You through, know what he's going to you know, do? He's going to send
0: us a text saying, you, know, you, you sent- guys, I've been thinking about dyeing my hair. Like he did the last three times. Yeah. Right now that you say it, it's more noticeable that it's yeah, all you, up. you have the white boy who dates a black girl haircut. Let's talk about Cody Rhodes
2: and Brock Lesnar. All right, so the predictable, Boring. the mm-hmm. predictable thing on Monday Night Raw was like Cody's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go for the World Heavyweight Championship." Bullshit, I right? I, bigger. I don't know why you look bigger. It's just, it's just the camera. <laughs> no, no, like, it was, he's your head. He, your head looks like way fucking like gigantic, it looks huge.
1: Him. I look, I look like I'm like way zoomed in than he is, and we're he looks right like outside. he's <laughs> like
2: ten feet back, like <laughs>
0: yeah, dude, he's not, Like I'm looking right at him. It's weird. I mean, take that up with the scale, not me. I, I don't know. It's weird. And see, now you look like we're in the same area. Now, so now okay, now,
2: yeah, now you look even.
1: What we've got here today, we've got a watermelon lemonade candle. Smells like watermelon lemonade.
0: Not just watermelon lemonade. Be careful, it's going to be hot. Oh, top. shit. <laughs> Oh damn! Why'd you bark at me? Well, cause um, look, no because I look. I got a sore right
1: here. Oh, dude, yeah.
0: You don't. Oh, you not... got a boo boo.
1: I don't boo blue raspberry snow cone. <laughs> this one, it all smells like chapstick, basically. But you know, we're we're, we're vibing out right now. This is the vibing out network. You're gonna grab the top again, aren't you? Mm-hmm. It's very uncandle-like of you. I know, right? There you go, Neil. Where's your candle? Where's your leather cigarette?
2: Um. Yeah, I don't have paperwork one. and ink. We're gonna talk about Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, okay? Part two, all right, all mm-hmm. right. So on Monday Night Raw, Cody Rhodes had his chance at the World Heavyweight Championship. Obviously, everybody's like bullshit. Brock Lesnar comes down after that match that they had at Backlash. Brock Lesnar gets busted open. He attacks Cody Rhodes, and he's he's bleeding all over the place. And apparently. Read this from various sources. Brock Lesnar has different rules when it comes to seeing color. Now, how does he has come different about? he
0: has he has different rules rules when it comes to what bleeding in the ring? Okay.
2: Now, whether that's true or not, I'm inclined to believe it. Because who's booking Brock Lesnar is Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon has the final say-so mm-hmm. on what Brock Lesnar does. And if mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, this is like his fifth pay-per-view in a row, PLE in a row. So, obviously, he's happy with the way things are going with him in his career, or else he wouldn't. After WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar would be like, let me do my fourth-minute match, and I'm going to go on and just disappear. But the fact that he has the the carte blanche to do color in his matches, it is what it is. He was bleeding like a a fucking gut pig at Backlash in that Cody Rhodes match, which was not that great, by the way. And now we have Cody Rhodes versus Brock you Lesnar. You know who Brock Lesnar looked
0: like? Who? You know who Brock Lesnar? I just thought about it. Brock Lesnar looked like that. Y'all ever seen the movie Small Soldiers? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yo, Neil, he's saying he looks like this guy. No. I
0: see it. Uh, he do look like him.
1: I see what you mean. He
0: gotta figure you gotta pull up a better picture, but he looked like him.
1: This was such a good movie back in the day. Ninety eight.
2: Mm. I don't know. It's hard to tell, <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe.
0: All right. They got the same build and shit. They got the same no neck, <laughs>
1: No
2: neck looking. Cody Rhodes Brock Lesnar too. <laughs> Brock Lesnar said he wanted to fight. He was like, I want to fight. I want to fight. What are we going to talk about? We want to talk about me. We want to talk about me. We want to talk about me. Now, obviously, Brock Lesnar is super pissed. I like this Brock Lesnar more. Not this, this country bumpkin coming out in his duster, all super it, happy and smiling. It was, it, it I don't was a like nice, that shit, man. It was, a
0: nice, it was a nice little change. I feel like not he a needed a nice change. I hate that shit. I don't even like Brock.
2: Listen, I'll go on record right now. I do not like Brock Brock Lesnar personally, I don't like him in the ring, I don't like anything about him nothing, zero zip, zitch, not a but I felt tuck. like
0: this was a nice change because he's never had a real, I mean he's not really what you call a gimmick wrestler Um, but I felt like this was something different um than what he was used to doing and it was nice to see a little bit of a switch up,
2: a happy go lucky Brock Lesnar
0: Um I'm, mm. I'm not,
1: I'm talking about the whole farmer thing he turned, so he's heel again because of the whole roads thing right yeah. like when he turns, yeah yeah. I think I think Face Brock Lesnar is way more entertaining. We've seen heel
2: Brock Lesnar for what two decades. Yeah. You
0: know what I'm saying? It was like,
2: getting old. The
1: the I like the Face Lesnar. I, I'm actually kind of, kind of pop a, I don't think Brock a little
2: bit. I don't think Brock Lesnar is a funny guy. He's never said one thing that I thought was funny ever. Not one thing. I think him and Truth, that was pretty funny.
1: Remember that? Kind of when our Truth came <laughs> out and was like he's going
2: to be the I-95. I mean it was like, like ha, ha yeah, I'm going to be champ and bro- okay Brock Lesnar's not funny. He's okay. So this is Brock Lesnar. Moments? But... No, Brock Lesnar will tell a joke <laughs> and he starts laughing, and you're there, you're like, oh, I need to laugh too because Brock Lesnar's laughing. Meh. Yeah, like, I don't oh, want yeah, to get bullied. You're 300 so gotta... pounds. You're six foot four, and if I don't laugh with you, yeah. you're gonna get offended by it. Ah, fuck yeah. you, man. That's
0: never been my, my You're time not was... you're
2: not a funny guy. Mm-hmm. If you gotta mm-hmm. bully people to think that you're funny. He's not a funny guy. He's never said one thing funny ever. And I don't find him entertaining. And this whole, this whole situation with Cody Rhodes, it's a huge fucking waste of time for me. I don't I like anything waste, about
0: it. I think it's a waste of time, too. I feel like they're just putting Brock with random people now at this point um, just to say he went against them. And I just don't think that it's necessary. I think yeah. that um, – I don't know if they're stalling for Cody Rhodes or or doing – or what else they might have planned for him. But to me, it just doesn't sit well with me at all. This is his
2: his journey. So, yeah. This is Cody Rhodes' journey. His his. Well, that's his what I was telling way you about back to the, people who to were the so title. Upset.
0: I was telling you guys that about the people who were so upset that he didn't win. We didn't see a journey. We did not see a journey to that championship. So it was like, why are we supposed to give you this championship if we didn't even see you fight for it?
2: I can understand that point, but I can understand, too, Not you don't have to go. You don't have to face one guy one time and then lose to him and face him again then beat him. That's not yeah. That's not logical. Yeah. You can face him one time and beat him. You don't have to go on this climbing a Mount Everest and all this other kind of shit. I mean I can you could bring up case after case after case when Batista won the rumble and faced Triple H at WrestleMania the first time. He beat him. Then guess yeah. what? He beat him again. And guess what? He beat him again. Triple H's career is fine. He's all of famer. He's all time. Great ultimate warrior. He faced Hogan WrestleMania six. Did he have to lose to Hogan once and then come back and go and go face Rick rude a thousand times and then come back and beat Hogan again? No, he didn't.
1: A lot of repeats nowadays. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was, that was the moment. Like what happened to making moments, not only for the sake of moments, but because that's whole, that's the whole point of WrestleMania. I think we're, we're missing out on Kofi mania. Uh, Brian Danielson, Ultimate Warrior, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Shawn Mi- Did Shawn Michaels had to lose the Iron Man match only to face Bret Hart later? No. Right. No. right? He didn't. It wouldn't have made sense then. It wouldn't make sense now. And same thing with Cody Rhodes. It would have been better if he beat him at WrestleMania, but we're getting off topic because we, we keep we're going back to that point. And the fact that we keep going back to that moment is saying something about how <laughs> Cody Rhodes is <laughs> going in the wrong direction for me personally now do you think going back to my point cody rhodes versus brock lesnar knight of champions it's going to be a fight but what kind of match do you see this actually being because a fight is too general what do you think i personally think it's gonna be a last man standing match what do you guys think
0: i can see a last man standing match being um being the case for them
2: okay yeah what do you think there dean
1: I'm fine with whatever. I'm not. I'm not even picky anymore, to be honest, bro. Like I'm so. I'm so lost in this whole uh, Lesnar Rhodes. Uh, even even the World Heavyweight Title scene. I'm I'm lost in a lot of the, these things. The Wednesday I'll be talking about Triple H's problems with the WWE, and I'm gonna go pretty in depth and talk about why he he just can't change it, why he's not going to change it, why it's always going to be the same thing all the time. Um, I'm gonna go more in depth on Wednesday, but yeah, I mean Triple H, he just I don't want to go on a rant. I'm just gonna say Triple H can't really change the WWE. It's always gonna be kind of how Vince made it, and we're just gonna see rematch after rematch, story after story that kind of is like not much difference, you know what I'm saying? Just like slight difference and shit.
2: Get there. Yeah. So Bianca had her raw celebration. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like we're going back to where we started before WrestleMania with Asuka and Bianca Belair. Now, Bianca Belair You're comes actually up, getting the buildup. B- By the way, Bianca's, Bianca is still the Raw Women's Champion. And on SmackDown. Can anybody oh, make sense now. of that? Can anybody Damn. make sense of that? You, I'm have, the, con- I'm you have the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown,
0: and they haven't switched the titles yet. Why the fuck not? I'm confused at what it is they have planned or what they're trying to do. But it's a reason they haven't switched it over yet. I don't know if anyone is probably thinking that deep into it. It's a reason why they haven't switched it over yet. Because for some reason, in my opinion, I, I truly do believe um they're trying to build some Bianca and Rhea feud. I don't know when it's gonna start or how it's gonna work, but they keep it's like they keep dropping seeds for it. And in, in in what way? Give me an example. I'm saying- I'm saying like okay so post before WrestleMania it was um even though she had chosen Charlotte as her opponent there were several you know declarations of getting back to Bianca as soon as she can regardless of Charlotte being her opponent after WrestleMania it was the same thing like like don't get too comfortable because I'm still going to come back come after you, you know, and it, it just keeps getting dropped. I feel like, and um, I feel like they're hinting towards something. I don't know if it's like summer, like, like they're leading up to like maybe the next survivor series, not as champs, maybe, I don't know. Uh, a lot of things can change up until then, but it's just like, uh, for some reason, I feel like a Rhea and Bianca feud is brewing. I I I feel like they're trying. I I feel like they're planning like a moment or something between them when it comes to this title exchange survivor series. Yeah.
2: It would be survivor series because champs and champs face it. Survivor series. But I want to talk about specifically what happened on SmackDown. Asuka comes out. She clearly has the mist in her mouth. She doesn't open her mouth. She's not smiling or doing anything like that. She walks down to the ring. Bianca's there celebrating. Asuka sticks her hand out to congratulate her. I'm thinking, Bianca, you are so dumb. And she gets sprayed in the face. And her reaction was priceless. She was flopping all over the ring like a fish. And she was, like, screaming in pain. And then Asuka tweets out later, I put, uh, like, some kind of pepper in the, in the mist, in the spray. But yeah. wouldn't that suggest that you had that in your mouth the whole time? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that hurt you? So what is it like? uh,
1: Pepper spray, but out of the mouth.
2: Yeah, to me that Uh, didn't make much sense because I think they had to justify Bianca's reaction. But she didn't specify which
1: kind of pepper. I mean, we need to know the level of intensity. It was hot. Well, she needs to do better with her peppers. You know. Yeah, that's a key detail. It could be a bell pepper. What kind of pepper was it? Was it habanero? If it's a bell pepper, it ain't even spicy. A ghost? Was it ghost pepper? See if it was a ghost. Can the, the, the what is it? The Scoville units. Yeah. Right. But if it's a, you know, a, a green bell pepper. Zero. You know what I'm saying? Nothing it could be a nada. bell. We don't know that.
2: We don't know that. I think maybe she might reveal that later. She just said it was a pepper. That, <laughs> yeah, that got Bianca's reaction to make it seems like her eyes were burning and like her fa- face was melting off. Yeah. Now we had how many she months. put
1: acid in her mouth, you know?
2: Yeah, we had so many months of buildup between Asuka and Bianca. And now we're back to where we got before. And I hate that, man. I hate that. We're just back to... It seems like we're starting over again. After Isn't it supposed to be after WrestleMania? It's a wrap. It's supposed to be fresh new feuds and fresh new storylines. And now we're just back to Asuka and Bianca again? Just on a different show. They were on Raw. They tried it for two months. It didn't work. Bianca had a really good match with EO Sky, and I feel like Eo Sky needs to be inserted in this somehow, some way. And it's – I don't want to see Bianca and Asuka again. I love them both to death, but I, I feel do like it not needs want to see a triple threat. Again. I just don't. It There's feel, nobody left for it. Bianca. I
0: feel like it needs to be a triple threat. It needs to be EO versus Asuka versus Bianca. And now um, I, I feel like they need to really put on a match of a lifetime and really, just go for it. And then, like like you said before on the phone earlier, um, Bianca probably isn't losing that title until Summer SummerSlam. So yeah, I just think that a um, non-title match between the three of them would be quite interesting to see. Did you say non-title? I think you did. I yeah, did. I
2: think you said non-title. You fucked up. I don't up. think that
0: was, I, you. You fucked I up. I did. You fucked up. You fucked yeah, up. I did a little bit. But I got to calm out on it. There, it. I meant, I meant yeah. like. Um, no, I, you you meant title match. Yeah, title match.
2: Title match. You want to see a title match between all three of them? Of course you do. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to see it? And I feel like EO was right there. Now her her riff with Bailey. It's more between Eo and Bailey now. So on SmackDown, we had Bailey, Dakota Kai versus the tag team of Liv and Raquel Rodriguez. Obviously, Liv and Raquel ended up retaining. And now we have a Bailey. EO kind of feud. They're trying to sort of help each other in these matches. Now it's backfiring. Obviously, the riff is going to be between EO and Bailey. And I think eventually EO is going to be like, fuck it all. I'm done with you guys. Maybe some more Bailey, not Dakota Kai. She doesn't have beef with her in any regard. They haven't suggested any kind of beef. And I think Dakota Kai is going to be kind of like stuck in the middle. But EO Sky is going to be. He's going to break away. And I, she she needs to flourish. She needs to get away from damage control because they are holding her back. And I think Io Sky, Bianca Belair, and Asuka at Night of Champions would be pretty good. Oh, shit. All right. Go ahead. What's There's something up? else that's the me. So, guess who mm-hmm. made an appearance on Monday Night Raw again? Uh-oh. Trish Stratus. Not Trish. I love Trish. I love oh, okay. Trish. Okay, who? Who you got? Dana Brooke. <laughs> you didn't like the match she had? The match that Dana Brooke had yeah, I mean, you know, anymore,
0: those with
2: Rhea Ripley yeah, gotcha. was a minute 42. A minute 42 squash match. Now, Smoke, what happened when Dana Brooke came out in her entrance? Did she try to high-five a kid in the crowd? Did she try to high-five a kid in the crowd, and the kid was like, Who the fuck are you again? let me just say what happened with that what happened with this we gotta gotta really talk in depth because Dana Brooke and not only on top of that did she try to come out and high five a kid that she got shunned by the way he was like his arms were like clutched to the side like I don't know you lady
0: he even laughed in her face
2: she cuts a promo saying you're gonna see what all this untapped potential can do Nine fucking years, Dana. Nine years of untapped potential. And you're telling me this match, this day, is going to be different. Why? Because a couple people say, give Dana Brooke a chance on Twitter? Is that going to get the momentum shift? Are we going to see a Kofi mania? Are we going to see a Brian Danielson against the authority kind of moment? Are literally fans gonna uphold you and lift you up into a pedestal and make you somewhat relevant? Yeah. Because hashtag give Dana Brooke a chance. A match was a minute 42 against Rhea Ripley. And I gotta say right now, you had all these opportunities on Monday Night Raw. You you troll out Dana Brooke. You troll out Natalia. And speaking of Natalia, what are you gonna do against Rhea? Let's be honest. You ain't gonna do jack shit. You know, you're a sharpshooter. Eh. You, know, you start screaming when you try to put it on her.
0: What are you going to do? That. Yeah. What,
2: what, are you, what are you gonna do, Natalia? Rhea's almost entering Roman level status now. She's untouchable. Yeah. What, what are you gonna do? Not not even in your prime, your prime years, Natty. You can even touch Rhea. As great as Natalia is, Rhea is when her career is done, it'll be better than you. I'm sorry to say that. Rhea's better than her now, than her natty's entire career let's be honest now natty might be more influential with other people and other superstars and other women in the locker room but right now rhea ripley is better than you were ever in the ring yeah
1: that's a fact
2: you, you said you dana
1: look. dana brooks on our tenure right 10 10 year degree Did I a so, degree <laughs> it, it's close <laughs> it's close and I, I promise not 10-year mm-hmm. in the company. Why was I going to say degree? It's, the, been, a, it's the, been a long time. But imagine, right? Just just imagine. China. Okay. Hall of Famer, right? Isn't she in the Hall of
2: Fame, though? Not, not individually, I, but yeah, group is DX. Double. Okay, well, imagine she's basically she Hall of She should be, fam- though. She should be. Hall of Fame career.
1: She was in WWE. At, I think she started in 97, right? Mm-hmm. That's like her lasting until 2007 in the WWE. Crazy. She only was there till like, what, 01? Right? No, she was there in 02. 01, 02, she right? Yeah. A but a couple years, right? I'm just saying, people are there for a few years and have these potential uh, Hall of Fame careers ahead of them. Dana Brooke has had 10 years of trying to just find herself. And that's when I lose my patience. Cause I'm like, yeah, sure, Dana Brooks, she seems good. She seems like a good person. We should give her a chance. You're right. And then I'm like, holy shit, ten years. People have Hall of Fame careers in five years. Half that. So I'm not trying to hate on her. I'm just saying you gotta you gotta self-reflect.
2: <laughs> right? You gotta just no really think about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're in the game, smoke for 10 years coming on 10 years i think she got signed in 2013 i i don't i'm not even gonna waste the energy looking it up who gives a shit right we've but seen people got, with since then.
0: yeah she, she got
2: after. she got signed a long fucking time ago that's the whole point point. and to now be like untapped potential is she a good person probably is she nice hey my, my hoodie says be nice is she there is go. she gonna be high-fiving t- and is she gonna be high fiving and glad handing all the NXT call ups? Probably. Are they? Is she gonna be like, "Hey, I got some advice for you. Come here." If I'm going for advice, I'm not going to Dana Brooke because you had t- a decade to get over and you couldn't do it. Doesn't mean she's not a good person. And it's not gonna. I'm not gonna re- pay my respects and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm Neil Pretty Boy Thomas. It's nice to meet you, Dana." And when I'm like, that's the end of the conversation. That's it doesn't mean she's a bad person doesn't mean she's not good in any sort of way i'm sure she's, she's she's great all around but when it comes specifically to her career and you had this long there's been a host of other females and women come along and get over quicker why not she doesn't have a personality she she's dry as hell she's unlikable and for a blonde female wrestler to be unlikable you almost got to try hard you got to try hard not to be liked. Yeah. Now, is there a small a pocket of fans are like, yeah, Dana Brooke, come on, Triple H, come on, whomever's in charge, just give her a chance mm-hmm. and stop booking her to shit. Maybe one day she'll turn around. Maybe one day. What is she like, 34 now? Maybe one day, maybe one day it'll come around and she'll get her chance and get her opportunity. And maybe she'll get that intercontinental title that she was pining for when she was the 24-7 champion. Oh, please, please make me me the champion. Eh. That didn't happen. Obviously because they don't see anything to make it happen for her.
1: I think I'm just mad that something wasn't working and I don't really think she had a huge character change in the past 10 years. She's still the same. She has like just meh gear she comes out flexes and that's that's also why I'm worried about Raquel man she comes out she flexes her lats and then that's it you know so what I'm saying wh- it's just it's not good
2: you could be a good wrestler you have to have that but in to be a superstar in WWE you can't just be a good wrestler you have to have only you have to have good wrestling ability good technical skills You have to have the basics down pat, but then Mm. you have to have personality and charisma. Raquel does not have that. She is the most boring person I think I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Is she solid?
1: Yeah, but that's not going to make you. Yeah,
2: she's good, but her personality is like the fucking wall, man. It's just like, I do not It's good for the
1: indies, but WWE should be like the top level. Competitors, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's not, not just good. good, it's a shame you
2: know? too because she's big, she's strong, and you're like, Man, she, if you looked at her, you're like, There's a champion right off the bat. Yeah. But then when you hear talk or never say anything remotely interesting or pr- provocative or anything like that, it's, it's, that's it, man. She's done. And to pair up with Liv Morgan, try to get some Liv Morgan rub, it's just not working. If they lose the tag team titles, I don't really give a shit, but that's it. I mean, it is what it is. I think Raquel. There's. I don't think there's any fixing her. Do I like her in ring wise? Yes, but her personality and character is a, a zero out of ten, and it's a shame. It's a shame. It seems. It seems like that's happening to a lot of NXT talent
1: coming up. Maybe, maybe there is something to say about people who are only performance center athletes. I'll call them. They. They've never done indies. They've never traveled. They don't have like different flavors to them. You know what I'm saying? They haven't, yeah. gotten, they haven't gone around. So where when they get to the main roster, they're dull, right? They don't have much to them. Yeah. I think there is something to say about that. That I think there going is. traveling, you definitely have to do that.
2: There is. I feel like if you go up through the WWE grapevine and you go up through your college athlete, you get selected, you go through the WWE Performance Center, you don't have time to grow as a person. Because you got to think, though, too, these kids are like 19, 20, 21, and you're still trying to find yourself and all that kind of stuff. And you need you need to go to travel. You need to wrestle in that fucking bingo hall. You need to go to wrestle X, Y, and i I've been to, to bingo for- halls. You need to wrestle far out. You need to uh-huh. sleep in your car one night. You need to do all that stuff. And that makes you tough. That makes you hard. That makes you harden. That makes you find who you are and develop that character that people are going to latch onto. And I think when it comes to now, granted, there's exceptions. John Cena did it. Randy Orton did it. Brock Lesnar did it. They came up through that way. But those are. Very rare exceptions, exceptions yeah. to the rule. But I don't think out of a thousand people that try out for the WWE, not even a Baker's dozen probably get selected. And then out of that one, how many are actually going to succeed? It's really tough. So working your way up through the independents, it, it only mm-hmm. helps you, it doesn't hurt you, yeah. it can't hurt you. It's like playing co- college ball, maybe for a year, it's going to help you grow because you're still trying to sell, um, mm-hmm. establish who you are as a person and help you grow. And then when you do find, I mean, guys who grew up through the Indies, Kevin Owens, obviously, he's pretty done good for himself, Brian Danielson grew up through the Indies, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, uh, Claudio, Eddie Kingston, think about all their personalities compared to some other personalities. They grew up in the indies. They were in the indies for like five, ten years before they got their fucking break. And it only made yeah. them better because it has a hardened they, they get hardened by that all that road work and all that kind of stuff. And you appreciate when you get to the you know the quote unquote big time uh, a WWE and AEW. It only makes you better. It only makes you better. Um yeah. it's only good it's only good for your career because you never I think they. I, sometimes their work ethic is a little harder too because they work like they're starving. They're working like they're trying to get that 20 bucks for that match, that 50 bucks for that match. And when they get that big contract, it seems like they don't settle. They're still working. Mm-hmm. They're still grinding because it's already in them. You can't take 10 years away, 15 years away on the independence just like that. It doesn't go away. It's still there. Just because you signed the multi-million dollar deal, it's still going to be in there because it's ingrained in you now. You can't get away from that. And I, I feel like sometimes independent wrestlers when they finally do make uh they get their break they don't get enough credit like they deserve but yeah yeah
1: no i think i've learned just to just to wrap up that point i i think i've learned more wrestling these small ass venues than i've than i've had anywhere else i mean for example after doing an event in a bingo hall a literal bingo hall right where you could touch the ceiling outside of the ring okay nine. <laughs> we we literally when we went to put the ring to the bingo hall we had to take the uh the fact that we were moving literal the, the bingo tables out of the fucking place and putting the ring in and doing all this shit um And then after the after the whole event went down, where it wasn't just wrestling match, like people were jumping outside of the ring, landing on the steel chairs that people were sitting on. Like, I think the indies, there's something about it to where you're just working your ass off. And you know what happened after that event? I went to stay at this uh, local hotel, right? And you know what they told me? They said, "Oh, you're not 21. Sorry, we can't give it to you." And I had to I had to sleep in my car. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some. There's some shit to say about the indies, but uh you you definitely learn a lot and you meet a lot of like people who met 50 other people, you know what I'm saying? And then you just like this it's like a knowledge like a snowball effect of like knowledge. Uh I think I think NXT should somehow cuz I know they do house shows but they need to do some sort of like indie bookings for NXT stars. I feel like that would really help if they could cut a deal somehow with that, if that is at all possible, I think that would be great. Like, do you know how the network had uh, what 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 indie was it? Do you, progress? No, not progress. It was some. Something- um, I think it,
2: it was was it progress? It, um, That's- I can't. I know what you're talking about. It was on the network, but I can't think of the name
1: right now. Like, I wish they you know could have had some NXT talent go down to there, back and forth, and just get a taste of it talk to these people learn from these people really kind of get that indie rub. And then they'll come back to NXT probably better, you know, and then when they move up to the main roster, they'll be well-rounded and they're not going to be some fucking boring statue that most of these people are, you know?
2: Yeah. No, without so, a doubt.
1: You gotta think about it. Once everyone's gone that we grew up watching and once, you know, even not even grew up, but the Rollins and all those kind of guys, once they're gone too, all we're going to be stuck with are these fucking statues and then nobody's gonna watch anymore. It's gonna be boring. So I think and you got you got a car- couple like Carmelo Hayes and stuff that sticks out, but
2: yeah, I don't know, man. This the future is kind of. I I boring. think the, I think the uh the personalities of how it was in the 80s and the 90s and it's getting to the 2000s and now are slowly going down and down and down. You don't get these larger than life personalities in professional wrestling anymore. You're not going to get your Hogans. You're not going to get your Machos. You're not going to get your flares anymore. No, you're you're not going to get any of that. But to go back, what Dean was saying is the Indies is extremely important for your growth and development, not only physically, but more importantly, mentally. And I think that's where it's lost in these WWE call ups. They don't they don't do that stuff now. Ring of Honor is a little different now. With Warner Brothers going to give AW a big fucking payday, they They nixed NXT, I mean, sorry, um, AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. That's not going to be around anymore. So I think when it comes to Rampage and Ring of Honor, you're going to get those indie talents coming up, and they're going to get that Ring of Honor spot. They're going to get that Rampage spot. Because I think a lot of people are making the comparisons to AEW Rampage being kind of like a Sunday night heat where you're going to see – I mean, shit wasn't back in the day like AJ Styles made an appearance on Sunday Night Heat one time or something like that. You you might get these dime, you know, these diamonds in the rough kind of come ups and like when it comes to AEW, and I think that's important too because you never know who you're gonna find and come across. It's, Ring of Honor is incredibly important, and that's why I like Tony Khan and the way he's running the business because you have your main show, you have your dynamite, you have your big stars, you have your main storylines, but he is giving opportunities. To people that are grinding and, and working and working four, four nights, five nights, six nights in a row in all these different cities to Ring of Honor and they're gonna go on Rampage and all that kind of stuff. And that's that's when I can appreciate Tony Khan in that regard because he gives opportunities to a million different wrestlers, and that's actually really good. And that's what I like about him too, because it all it can't always be about the big stars and the main storylines. It's gotta be about the guys working their way up and giving them some TV time. Talk about AW. I did want to talk about a little bit about the Kenny Omega, John Moxley, steel cage match on AW Dynamite. Now, obviously, it's the Elite versus BCC, the Blackpool Combat Club. The Elite, they got their own problems now with Don Callis, who's a. Pff, if anybody saw that match, you knew that shit was going to happen with Don Callis ended up turning on Kenny Omega with the fucking screwdriver or whatever that was and nailed him in the fucking head, and Moxley ends up getting the win. I got to say, that was one of the best cages, cage matches I've ever seen. It was brutal. It was bloody. There was fucking broken glass in the ring. John Moxley took like 10 minutes to unscrew the top turnbuckle and then put that hook in Kenny Omega's mouth. Go figure, right? Never seen that before. Now, that's some, like, we were just talking about indies. That's some real independent, I got to make my name for myself kind of stuff. That's some hardcore shit you're not going to see on a day-to-day basis, and it's tremendous to see. Now, matches like that are the reason why I love professional wrestling. It's not your... World title tournaments in WWE. It's not your Dana Brooks. I'm sorry. It's not your <laughs> Usos feuding with Sammy and KO as great as that. May- it's not Roman Reigns take you know, wrestling four matches a year now. It's John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in a steel cage. Simplified violence. That's the reason why I like professional wrestling. It was beautiful. It was tremendous. It couldn't have gone more perfect. And it was the it's the best storyline going for my money right now. The Elite versus the BCC. Like John Moxie said, it's the pinnacle of professional wrestling. And I got to say, it's tremendous. And I loved every second of it. I'm pissed that Mox won. I'm happy that the storyline is going to continue. Hopefully, we get something at Blood and Guts. But to me, that tugs on my heartstrings. That's what makes me a fan of professional wrestling. And I got to say right now, Kenny Omega is probably the wrestler of the year. He's had fantastic matches with Vakingo. Will Ospreay, now Mox. You're talking about three of the top probably five matches of the year. That's – I mean, that's just – what else more can you say about Kenny Omega? The Young Bucks, they're going to get back on track, and I think we're going to have blood and guts match between all of them. Uh, Takeshita, I'm pretty certain he's going to turn on the Elite, and he's going to go with the BCC and – we're going to see how that goes but yeah that cage match was fan fucking fantastic by the way Kenny Omega scared the shit out of me too when he he V triggered Mox through the steel cage it looked like he almost mm-hmm. fucking broke his leg between the the steel cage and the and the ring
1: yeah
2: that that's some scary shit man i'm thinking holy cow that could have went extremely bad but it didn't he, he would have been out for another year <laughs> he would have been out for another year and we would have to start the Kenny Omega saga all over again but yeah that match was fantastic A.W. Dynamite is kind of gelling on all cylinders, but that match was... It lived up to the hype. For me, it probably got four and a half stars. didn't quite up to... The ending was kind of fucked up. That's why I, I wouldn't give it a five, but that, that match was tremendous, and I loved every second of it. I got to say, Mox, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, they're my type of wrestlers. They bring a sense of realism, a sense of violence. Kenny Omega brings that athleticism to him, but he can get dark, and he can get... Very physical and violent himself, too, even though that's really not his style. Mox in a steel cage. I mean, shit, man, that's that's like his home. That's what he loves doing. I didn't talk about Backlash and, and Bad Bunny, my boy, my new personal favorite wrestler. I know you guys probably don't agree with me on this, or maybe not to the extent, but I'm trying to emphasize here. But Bad Bunny... Five years ago, I'd have been like, are you fucking kidding me? This guy's a joke. He's a clown. He's, he's a he's a pop star for Puerto Ricans, right? And I'm like, nah, he ain't going to make no wrestler. How my opinion has changed about this guy, not only was I a fan with him, what was it, a couple years ago when he had that tag match, I was more of a fan of his performance at Backlash than anything else. I was more impressed with his performance than anything else on the card that night. His entrance when he came out, was I think it trumped any WrestleMania entrance this year. I think it was more electric. You had pretty much all the people singing his song when he came out. It was a fucking concert that broke out. It gave you the chills, right? It it gave gave me me the chills. chills. It gave me the chills, and that doesn't happen in wrestling. I've seen too many matches. I've seen too many WrestleManias. I've seen too many pay-per-views. I've seen too many Raw, SmackDowns, Dynamites. There's very rare circumstances where this shit happens this way, and it did the place was electric shit that the electricity in that building could have powered port Puerto Rico at that time. It was that great. And you don't get that as a professional wrestler, as a performer, you only hope to get a sliver of that kind of reaction and that kind of acceptance by the crowd. You might get that one chance in your life and the perfect storm, the perfect homecoming or a Wrestlemania or you're coming back for a title shot in your hometown, you rarely ever get those moments and Bad Bunny had one and he knocked it out the park. the match itself with Damian Priest was actually really good, it was excellent Bad Bunny ended up winning the match. Damian Priest, like everybody was saying online, give him his flowers. He's a main event star right now. But that Bad Bunny entrance and the way he came out, for me, anything that happened at WrestleMania, I don't really like comparing AEW and WWE all that match, which is better, which isn't. But to me, when it comes to a big match fight feel, he encompassed that and he capsulated that in that one moment. And now they're saying that Puerto Rico might get backlash uh, every year, that's that's remained to be seen. But last year, I was in Puerto Rico. I knew that crowd was going to be that way because I know how these people party, and they take any kind of celebration and any kind of party atmosphere, and they whatever it is, if it's a 5, they'll make it a 10. If it's a 2, they'll make it a 10. If it's an 8, they'll make it a 20. That's how they That's how they do it down there, man. Well, you can view us. You can
1: watch us. You can listen to us. You can do whatever the hell you want to us. Never mind. Pretend I didn't say that part. Uh you can find me at 99 Dean Walker on all of your social medias. We're at Pod Marking Out on Twitter. We're at Marking Out Pod on Instagram. Uh you can follow Cordell at Cordell Pod. It'll be down below. Neil runs the Twitter, so you if you want to contact him personally link he runs below Twitter.
2: And uh in post.
1: Yeah, in I'll give you his Snapchat and shit. You want we'll to give
0: anything. I won't respond. Just
1: scan the snap code. We'll make it work. Yeah, um And we will see you guys in the next
0: one. Yep. All right. All right.
2: Peace.